Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. This program is all about educating seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. And it's a great place to listen and learn. And so many people consider Senior Care Live appointment radio, and I hope you will too. If you have a question, as always, you can visit online at SeniorCareLive, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com, or you can call the phone number 1-800-331-6445. All right, so on this wonderful Independence Day weekend, we have an excellent, excellent program for you here today, and uh, I have the pleasure of welcoming two guests from Kansas City Hospice in Palliative Care. We'd like to welcome back Mr. David Wiley. He's the president and CEO, and would like to welcome Dr. Pam Harris, and she's the director of medical programs, again, at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. So, uh, David and Dr. Harris, welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks, Steve. It's good to be here. So, David, of course, tomorrow we will all be celebrating Independence Day, and it's a day when friends and families all get together and celebrate America's birthday as an independent nation. And it's a time when many people reflect on our country's history and our many milestones. And I understand that Kansas City Hospice is celebrating some important milestones of your own, including a big one. It's the 15th anniversary of the Kansas City Hospice House. That's incredible. And some people, you know, some of our listeners may not be familiar with Kansas City Hospice House. So can you start out by telling us, you know, what is it and then maybe a little bit about its history in Kansas City? Sure, Steve. I'd love to. You know, the Kansas City Hospice House was a a long-held dream that came true when it opened uh, 15 years ago in 2006. The project was led by a courageous board of directors who committed to the project, knowing that, you know, there would be some difficulty and challenges along the way. The inspiration for the effort came from the Fran and Arnie Martinson family, whose adult son, Peter, had died in a British hospice. 
Fran uh, came home from that experience, committed to the idea that Kansas City would one day have such a place for families like theirs who were losing someone very dear to them. So Fran was on our board. She is amazing, and uh, we're still in contact with her. That dream was to serve the community with a place that would provide better care for people with life-limiting illnesses who could not be cared for at home. Expert staff would relieve patients' suffering while surrounding them with love and compassion, and the vision included a welcoming, peaceful, and home-like atmosphere, respect for the patient and family privacy, views of nature, lots of space to accommodate loved ones inside the patient's room and nearby, a view of the sky, a breath of fresh air, a meal, a snack, and expert support would all be available around the clock in a place designed for peace. And that uh, came to fruition at the Kansas City Hospice House, which is a freestanding hospice facility. It's located at 120th and Warnell Road. It's uh, on a beautiful, serene setting of 12 acres, and it houses 32 large private rooms, family gathering areas, and it provides lots of space for families to spend time together and to enjoy each other and outside views. You know, and I appreciate that. It is a beautiful setting. You don't even realize you're kind of in the middle of Kansas City. It's it's and it is serene. It's a, just a beautiful place. So, what makes a hospice house unique, and how is it different from getting care in a hospital or at home? And why would someone need a hospice house? You know, Steve. Central to the philosophy of hospice is choice. And it's very important to give patients choice for care and make sure that they know the choice is theirs. And one of those choices is where to receive care. And many patients, you know, are most comfortable staying at home while receiving hospice care. In fact, it's, it's often the goal to remain um, or return home after a hospice house stay. While patients might receive care at a hospital following a health crisis or worsening of symptoms, the goal is to stabilize and transition the patient home and manage those symptoms in order to prevent hospital readmission. The choice to move to a hospice house is often made if or when it's become too challenging to manage those symptoms at home. And this can be when care gets more complicated uh, or also when families become overwhelmed. The goal of hospice is to manage pain control, uh, manage symptoms, and provide comfort, dignity, and a quality of life and for some patients, really, this is best accomplished at a hospice house. So at the Kansas City Hospice House, patients receive 24-7 care. Family members are relieved of their caregiving duties and are able, you know, better able to enjoy their time with their loved one. Frankly, they, they just, they're family, and, and that's really important. Um, families often report, you know, letting go of anxiety and uneasiness that comes with caring for someone with a serious illness. And the Kansas City Hospice House is also... Uh, a home away from home, like you mentioned. You know, it's, it's intentionally designed with comfort spaces, quiet corners, natural surroundings to promote a sense of peace and a home-like atmosphere for families to gather together. And, you know, I, I love that. The family, many of them, maybe all of them, have been hands-on caregivers maybe up until this point, and now they just get they get to be the family member, the loving spouse, the loving son or daughter or grandchild, and that's just a that's a beautiful thing. That's truly a gift uh, for all of these families. So that's fantastic, uh, David. Your description really helps to paint a picture of what the hospice house is like. What else is special about the Kansas City Hospice House? You know, one thing that we're really proud of is uh, in addition to the expert care that we provide there and the comforting home-like atmosphere, 
um, is the thoughtfully designed gardens. So, um, you know, I think we can all agree that nature is calming, but it has to be, sh- you know, shown to pr- it has been shown to promote healing and to provide a respite from the stress of, of medical treatment. And there's multiple go- gardens at the hospice house, uh, which allows, you know, families to reflect. Uh, patients can reflect also. Um, the gardens were designed um, by the help of some community volunteers and our donors, and they include a variety of textures and colors, and uh, there's lots of wildlife, birds, butterflies. We have benches for people to be able to sit and reflect on um, in a central courtyard. It's accessible by wheelchairs, and our patient beds can go out there. Uh, and there's actually even a, a stone labyrinth for meditation. So each patient room has a large window that opens to the outside, and it lets the sounds and smells of our gardens. That is absolutely phenomenal. And you mentioned volunteers helping to design the gardens, and they and they are beautiful. I just love the intentionality of everything that you're describing. Uh, are there other ways that volunteers are included at the hospice house? Absolutely. Our volunteers play a major role. Uh, including greeting families at the front door. They serve food. They help patients. They visit with patients. They help families feel comfortable. Um, you know, this last year, there was a, a period of time when things were put on hold during the pandemic. Uh, I was amazed at how our volunteers uh, got creative to continue to provide uh, support to the hospice house, even, there, even though they weren't there physically present, um, but we're starting to move back towards normalcy now, and uh, we're really glad and welcoming our vaccinated volunteers back to the hospice house. Yes, I, I love the, uh, the the gradual return to normalcy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's important. And I know you all did a great job during uh, maybe the most difficult time in history, at least for us. So so that was, I know you did a great job with that. So, and now I'd like to welcome another guest to the conversation, Dr. Pam Harris, Director of Medical Programs. And Dr. Harris, uh, can you start out by telling us just a little bit about yourself and your time at Kansas City Hospice? Thank you for having me today. I was trained in physical medicine and rehabilitation through the University of Kansas. I'm board certified in physical medicine and rehabilitation and subspecialty certified in spinal cord injury medicine and hospice and palliative medicine. And I've just celebrated my 15th anniversary with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care as of June the 12th. During that time, I made house calls. I've done hospital palliative care consults. I teach our fellows, and, of course, I help staff our inpatient facilities. All right, and uh, go Jayhawks. (laughs) Go Jayhawks. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, and so can you tell us about the early days of the Kansas City Hospice House? Well, as much as we all tried to prepare, we really didn't know what to fully expect. So when I started work there, I toured a beautiful, empty building because it would take a few months before our first patient received care there. But the time was busy in finding the right staff and in helping staff prepare to use new ways of symptom management that's not typically available or possible in patients' homes, such as using injectable medications or pain pumps. Um, We soon found out that we were going to develop different relationships with patients and families than we had with our intermittent home visits because we were actually immersed in these people's lives and in each patient's dying process in new ways. What we didn't know is that we'd welcome a horse, a belly dancer, an oh. Elvis impersonator, and Bigfoot the monster truck. Oh my! Patients as well. <laughs> that is incredible. I love that. I love that. So, for our listeners, 
If you would like to reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, let me give you the phone number and the website here. It's 816-363-2600. Or you could also visit online at kchospice.org. And Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care can help you or your loved one in your home. Uh, in If Maybe you're a good candidate for the for the Kansas City Hospice House, or you could be in assisted living or long-term care. The bottom line is wherever you call home, Kansas City Hospice can help. All right, let's not forget the Senior Care Live question of the week. Because Kansas City Hospice House is an inpatient medical facility, there are strict visiting hours and patients are not allowed to bring things from home or their stay. Is that statement true or false? The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. Don't forget you can stream this program to any electronic device at SeniorCareLive.com and through the app Odyssey.com, and that's A-U-D-A-C-Y.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Because Kansas City Hospice House is an inpatient medical facility, there are strict visiting hours and patients are not allowed to bring things from their home for their stay. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... False. The answer is false. And David, why is that statement false? Well, you know, Steve, although patients and families can expect expert symptom management for for themselves or their loved ones during the stay, the Kansas City Hospice House is designed to be comfortable and accessible for families 24-7 to spend quality time together. Our patient suites are large enough for visitors and families, and we we encourage encourage, um, them to make their loved one's environment as comfortable as possible. They can bring pictures, faith items, blankets, or other items which bring them comfort and peace. All right. Today I'm visiting with Mr. David Wiley and Dr. Pam Harris, both from Kansas City Hospice in Palliative Care. If you'd like to reach out to the great team at KC Hospice, here's the phone number. You want to write it down, 816-363-2600, or you can visit online. Their website is incredible. It is packed with great information. That's at kchospice.org. Okay, so Dr. Harris, uh, as the Kansas City Hospice House celebrates its 15th anniversary, can you reflect on what it was like to open its doors? The spiritual center of the building is our chapel, and the wall of the chapel contains a quote that was inspired by E.E. Cummings that says, May absolute peace gently descend. And one of the things I loved most was standing at the front desk and watching these harried, frenzied, sleep-deprived family members who'd raced across town, come in, spot that quote, and I'd see their shoulders relax and have them exhale the breath that they'd been holding for a very long time. I didn't know at the time that it would eventually become a place of care for my father, 
for dear friends and mentors, and then for thousands of others whose lives we've been able to touch there. So each new door, whether it's opening the door for that first time or moving into the second pod or the third pod or the fourth pod, has only given us more lives to help impact. I I love that story. They come in, they're full of anxiety, they read that quote, and they just let that stress start to just melt off. That that's that's it. Again, that's another beautiful gift. Uh, so, Dr. Harris, tell us more about the purpose of a freestanding hospice house, and how did the community get it started, and how does the community support it today? Well, prior to having freestanding hospice houses, hospices actually had to contract with local hospitals if they had patients that needed to be admitted for symptom management that couldn't be done in the patient's home. And going to the hospital is the last place that most patients and families wanted to be. Mm-hmm. There were also patients in the hospital who'd had a sudden catastrophic event, like a trauma or maybe a massive stroke, and their families would not be able to care for them in their usual care setting. And again, those patients would be stuck in the hospital if there were not someplace for them to provide that, be provided that care. And so our goal is to provide not only excellent symptom management, but basically to make a home for those who cannot be in their own. So donors have sponsored rooms, furnishings, equipment, and the volunteers provide much-needed assistance to keep this massive program um, going. Now with the COVID-19 vaccines, we're happy to welcome back each of our great volunteers, and they really embrace the service. I saw a member of our board of directors the other day carrying boxes and passing out welcome tags to visitors. Nice. Nice. That, that's excellent. That's excellent. And uh, David and Dr. Harris, uh, what have been some of the greatest challenges over the past 15 years? You know, I think one of the things um, that's been a challenge is just the evolution of hospice regulations that put pressure on um, how long a patient can be admitted. And I don't think that will ever change, um, you know, so, but, but our goal is to provide expert care no matter what, no matter what external pressure we may be facing. And uh, I think we do a great job of doing that, but I think that's one of our biggest challenges. Pam, what do you think? I think that the biggest challenge for hospice in general is that the referrals to hospice come far too late. In 15 years, I haven't had anybody tell me that they think they got to hospice care too early. Uh, but just to keep things interesting, we also face um, everything from intermittent medication shortages to those constantly updated regulations that affect our work. And so we need to be on our toes. Okay, excellent. And Dr. Harris, do you have a favorite story to share with us about the early days of Kansas City Hospice? Yeah, I, uh, I will try not to tear up on this one because it always pulls at my heartstrings. <laughs> we had a woman who had rapidly progressing cancer. And she was told by her oncologist to go to Kansas City Hospice House that very day. The patient's husband and her daughters from a previous marriage did not get along or agree about anything with her care at all. As a matter of fact, every one of our staff members had heard from their counterparts in the hospital about how difficult dealing with the family had been prior to their arriving. But the patient's biggest wish was to renew her wedding vows. So our volunteers started planning to decorate the chapel That plan quickly changed, though, as the patient became too weak to get out of bed, and so the plan changed to move the ceremony to her room. But on the morning of the ceremony, the patient became completely unresponsive. So the family sadly called off the clergy who was to officiate for the service, and you could almost hear hearts breaking that the patient wouldn't get her biggest wish. 
So we decided not to let something like the patient being unresponsive keep her from getting her last wish. The chaplain and I talked with the patient's husband and asked if the family could speak the patient's side of the vows in her place. So at the appointed time, family gathered around the patient's bed, and our chaplain led them through the ceremony. A husband and his stepdaughters came to a moment of peace and some healing in that place and time. Mm. And then after the family and friends had trickled out, the patient died peacefully with her husband by her side a couple of hours later. Mm. Wow. A couple of hours later. Wow. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Harris, for sharing some of the history and some of the stories about Kansas City Hospice House. And David, I know you must hear stories like the ones Dr. Harris shared, uh, and you may you probably hear these quite frequently. Do you have a favorite story to share? You know, Steve, um, I have the great fortune of, uh, you know, receiving phone calls from families. And so, You know, when I was thinking about this today, um, I just pulled out the most recent one, and uh, a son called me uh, on June 10th to just relay his his thanks to the entire experience, because uh, his mom was on our service at home, and she transitioned to the Kansas City Hospice House, and the words that he used to describe their experience was just, uh, it's just phenomenal. Um, he, He said the words spectacular. He said, a beautiful place. Our staff are impeccable, caring, and compassionate. Uh, when things were complicated in the home, our nurse was simply incredible. Hmm. There, the care is, there's just no comparison to any other health care that she received in her entire life. And so wow. those words really resonate with me in terms of being special. So I think I'll just sum it up with that. That is phenomenal. Uh, and uh, David and, and Dr. Harris, could you uh, hang on with me just a, a few minutes after the break? I know uh, uh, we're, we're asking to go a little bit long, but I have a, just a, a few more things to ask you. Could you hang on with me here for just a second? Sure. All right. Hang on. We'll be right back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget to check out all of our podcasts at SeniorCareLive.com. And if you subscribe to Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Player FM Podcast, you could also get the podcast flowing to you through those channels as well. And I think we're going to be adding some more here uh, over the summertime. All right. Uh, so visiting today with Mr. David Wiley and Dr. Pam Harris, both with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And if you want to reach out to KC Hospice, it's 816-363-2600 or online at kchospice.org. And uh, David, before the break, and first of all, thanks for staying over with me uh, here a little bit today. I, I really appreciate it. And, and David, before the break, you just, I mean, you were 
sharing some of the feedback from a, a recent family member and all of the key words that he used. Uh, I, obviously, you have a, a very happy family member. They're very glad that uh, they utilize your services with the well at home and at the KC Hospice House. It's just amazing. So, David, we talked a little bit about some of the early days of the Kansas City Hospice House. Uh, tell us more about the role of the house and its current breadth of services offered by Kansas City Hospice. And then where do you see its role in the future? You know, Steve, I, I think that um, the role of the Hospice House um, has been just a vital part of who we are at Kansas City Hospice. You know, we've been providing care for uh, 40 years, and um, these last 15 years, the hospice house has be- become a very important part of our community. Um, I think it's uh, been vital uh, to ensure that we can help families uh, when symptoms are just so difficult that they need that expert care. So I really think, um, you know, right now um, this will continue. I think it's going to continue into the future. Um, I also am very proud that uh, we've recently opened um, a wing of the hospice house for respite care. And this is a chance for when families are taking care of a loved one in their home and they have a special situation um, that they need to tend to. Maybe it's just caregiver breakdown and they just need a break so they can come for five days and then they can go back home. Um, Another uh, example is, let's say they're taking care of a loved one and they have to go out of town for a wedding, but the the, the hospice patient can't tra- tra- travel. Mm-hmm. They can go to the Kansas City Hospice House for you know a few days, and then they can go home. So I think we need to continue to be innovative like that, and uh, just think through what are the needs of the patient and the community, and then fill those gaps. As we mentioned, it's a beautiful facility. It's perfectly um, designed in order to provide comfort and peace, and we want um, all of our families to experience that if they need it. All right. And I love the respite offering. That is a great idea. And I imagine there are probably quite a few opportunities for families to consider a respite stay at the Kansas City Hospice House, particularly over the summer. I mean, it would be valuable all year long, but like you said, you have weddings and, or it could just be simply uh, the caregiver needs a break or, uh, or, or they're going on a trip. That's a great, great offering. That's a very good idea. Uh, so, who is eligible to be served at the Kansas City Hospice House, and is it open to anyone who would like to go there? So our respite um, wing is, again, a five-day covered benefit um, under the Medicare Hospice Benefit. If we're talking about the general inpatient hospice uh, stay, however, it is based on medical necessity as defined by um, Medicare. And so for the stay to be covered at 100%, the patients need to have symptoms that are uncontrolled and that cannot be controlled in another setting, such as home or a community nursing facility. Typically, that involves patients who are going to need injectable medications, and it's very often in the final days of a patient's life that they'd be staying there. Another way for patients to receive care at the inpatient facility, though, is if they have a pain crisis or some other kind of symptom crisis, that we bring the patient in to try and stabilize that symptom, develop a new treatment regimen for them, and then return them home to their home hospice team. So those are a couple of different ways that patients come to us at the inpatient facility. Okay. 
And, and frankly, I learned something. I always learn something when I speak with David and all of our guests from Kansas City Hospice. But I, I learned something new today. I did not know that you could go to the Kansas City Hospice house, receive care, and then return home. I was not aware of that. So that's uh, that's really, really good to know. So thanks for sharing that. And if people would like to support the Hospice House financially or maybe as a volunteer, uh, David, how would they go about connecting with KC Hospice to explore that? You know, Steve, it's a great question, and I would uh, be remiss if I didn't mention how important our donors and our volunteers have been for 15 years. It's the reason that the house is still open uh, just because uh, they've been so amazing. But the easiest way to do that is to go uh, to our website, which is at kchospice.org, and you can make a financial gift there. You can contact our volunteer services team and, and learn more about what opportunities are available, and we um, would love to have you as a volunteer. So thank you so much. All right, and you have an excellent volunteer, a you know, group of volunteers and, and leaders of those volunteers. Uh, so if, if this is... If this is resonating with you, and if you if you feel the nudge, like you know what I I've been thinking about getting involved. This sounds really really great. Seriously, reach out to David and Dr. Harris and the team at Kansas City Hospice, and and just maybe just talk to them about it. Just give them a call eight one six three six three. Two six zero zero, and just talk about that. See what that looks like, and if you have many hours per week, or maybe just a short time per week, all all of it counts, and and uh, and they would appreciate the help. And that's part of the reason why the Kansas City Hospice House has been here for fifteen years, and God willing, another fifteen more. Right, David? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. You can also visit online at kchospice.org. But again, the phone number one more time: eight one six three six three. 2600-816-363-2600. And David and Dr. Harris, thanks so much for being here today and taking time over the Independence Day weekend to to share all the great information here with me on Senior Care Live. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Thanks a lot, Steve, and happy Fourth of July to you as well. All right, so that was that was just really, really great. And again, thanks to David Wiley and Dr. Pam Harris from Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. I'll tell you what, I, I learned a couple of things today, and I absolutely did not know that you could request a respite stay at the Kansas City Hospice House. That is that is a phenomenal opportunity for so many reasons. It could be as simple, I think David mentioned, you know, caregiver burnout. You just literally, you, you just may need a break. And so that would be an excellent opportunity to get your loved one top level care so that you you just do not have to worry about their care. It is covered. And then you can just take a total break and kind of recharge your battery. That's a very good idea. You could have a wedding coming up where your loved one is just not going to be able to attend or maybe if there's travel involved etc that would be one excellent reason to request a hospice respite stay at the Kansas City Hospice House and it, it could be for for any reason frankly so uh, again i learned that you could request a respite stay at the Kansas City Hospice House i learned something and i that's huge i i, I love that i appreciate knowing that 
because I, I make a lot of referrals to Kansas City Hospice and to the hospice house uh, directly. So, and then the other one that I, I just I didn't necessarily understand is that oftentimes Dr. Harris talked about this. If a patient needs to be stabilized and you know maybe get their their pain management under control, there could be a lot of different issues. Maybe they go to the hospice house and you get stabilized, and then you're now appropriate then to go back home because maybe you would rather be home with Kansas City Hospice. And so I didn't realize that patients could discharge from the hospice house and go home after they're stabilized there. So I learned I learned a lot today. So again, thanks to David and Dr. Harris for all the information. And again, if you'd like to contact Kansas City Hospice, here's the phone number, 816-363-2600. That's 816-363-2600 or go online at kchospice.org. And and seriously, if this was resonating with you, you're interested in maybe exploring a volunteer opportunity, what that looks like. If you're if you're available for 4 hours a week or 40 hours a week, they would like to talk to you. Uh, volunteers are one of the main reasons that the Kansas City Hospice House has done so well over the last 15 years, and they'll continue to need to cultivate new volunteers to add to their volunteer uh, department. So how about that? So be sure to be sure to contact uh, and talk about that. All right, so we're going to shift gears for the rest of the program and discuss a little bit more about elder law last week. I just had a great guest, Amber Thaling. She was on the program for uh, for for the first time, and it was a lot of fun to have her on the program. And we talked about you know all things elder law, and you know we we discussed you know the difference between estate planning and elder law. We talked about how sometimes those two phrases are used interchangeably, but they should not. They're two very different things. We talked about power of attorney documents. We had an awesome myth versus fact segment. We also had a consumer alert segment as well. That was really good. And so uh, we we ran out of time. We we just, there were so many things to talk about. So uh, coming up next, I'm going to continue some thoughts and maybe fill in the gaps from our elder law special that aired last week. I'll be right back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so back into a follow-up from last week's program. It was all about elder law, and we talked about the power of attorney documents and I meant to ask Amber. I, they're just we're going to have to have her back on the show. <laughs> she just has so much great information. Uh, but one of my questions, uh, and I'll ask her next time. But you know, the difference between one of these, you know, online one-page power of attorney documents versus a power of attorney document that KC Elder Law would draft. And I can answer that question for you. I I just wanted to point it out. 
So if if you want to go to you know a local store and get a CD and download your very generic one page, I so and so grant you so and so the power to do anything and everything you want with my money. Signed, so and so. Well, so you think I'm maybe that's better than nothing, but it's not much better than nothing <laughs> because uh, trust me, I have heard so many times over the years. Well, now that I need to exercise my power of attorney because my loved one's in the hospital or my loved one is no longer uh, competent to make their own decisions because of some form of dementia or maybe Alzheimer's, something like that. I need to pay their bills. So I have to get into their bank account and move money into their checking account. Otherwise, they're going to be laid on their rent. They're going to be laid on their utility bills, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the bank said, no, thank you. And what do you mean, no, thank you? I have this power of attorney document. I bought it online for $1.99. And they said, this is a wonderful thing. And I, and I thought we were covered. And they said, no, it's not specific enough. It's too wide open. It's not specific enough until you produce something more specific. You are, we're not going to let you touch their account. And if that doesn't make sense, I don't know what to say other than I've heard this happening so many times it would just you know make your head spin. You're just like, oh my goodness. And so what is the difference between that generic one page I authorize you to do anything and everything you want with my money uh, at Casey Elder Law. That's not what you would get. You would get probably a 20 to 25 page power of attorney for finance document that gives very detailed and specific examples of when you are allowed to exercise that power of attorney to sell a house, so transact real estate, to liquidate an IRA or a 401k or one of the retirement accounts. I mean, that takes darn near an act of Congress, <laughs> you know, to, to get into that. And rightly so. That's highly protected. That's your money. It's a big deal. Uh, it, it outlines examples of when you could access a bank account and write checks for various things like you know a mortgage and utilities and all and uh, medical expenses etc 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 so so if you contact kc elder law at kcelderlaw.com you might want to talk to them about upgrading your one or two page very generic power of attorney for finance document to a 20 or 25 page highly detailed super power of attorney document i would highly recommend that and then remember i stopped and i said if 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 anyone just takes one thing away from this program we talked about is if someone with alzheimer's or dementia if if they have some of these cognitive impairment issues is it too late to authorize a power of attorney document and the answer is it depends, <laughs> right? So, it, it and it does depend. So, if the person uh, is is present and can answer some questions, and, and and I don't have enough time to get into some of those details, uh, but but it may not be too late. But but here's here's what I would like to emphasize: if you don't have power of attorney documents set up 
with your loved one, authorizing healthcare power of attorney, that's really important, and financial power of attorney, and they have cognitive issues, I would run, don't walk, I would run to KC Elder Law and request those before it does become too late. It may already be too late, but it may not be too late. I would contact KC Elder Law and discuss that with them. That would be, I'm telling you, that would be a really smart thing to do. We talked briefly about wills and trusts. Uh, wills, you know, talk about how your assets flow. You know, pretty simple documents. A trust is uh, a, that's a much better substitute for a will that dictates exactly how your assets will flow upon your death. And by the way, the trust avoids probate, which you want to try to avoid probate. A will has to pass through probate. A lot of people don't understand that. And then we talked about asset protection strategies and some examples of how you might be able to uh, protect some assets. And then, and then I wanted to ask the question, and again, we just, we just flat out ran out of time. What can you use your money uh, to, to spend on that spend down. And I loved how Amber said something to the effect of it's not how much you have to spend, it's how much you can keep. And and I love, love, that's a kind of a paradigm shift for me. And I, I think that I really appreciated her sharing that. But one thing that you can do is you can use that cash on the way on the spend down uh, to purchase a prepaid funeral plan. This is a very good business move because if you use up all of the, the money on the spend down and then that person passes away well then there's very little very little very few dollars left to pay for that final expenses so it's it just makes good good sense to use some of that to take care of your final expenses and do your family a favor and get that taken care of it's just a very smart business move and financial move obviously you can pay for your care uh, you can fix up your house make some home improvements if you still own a home you could also pay for services that directly benefit the individual spending down, such as legal fees. So again, if you need to you know, update the power of attorney documents or uh, do some Medicaid planning or whatever it is, uh, some of those legal fees, uh, well, all of the legal fees, uh, if they directly benefit that individual, those things can be used on the spend down. And then the other thing that I wanted to point out is that you know if if someone is working with senior care consulting my firm and helping them with that placement helping them through that search and selection process to try to find the very best fit and find the right place in uh, in the best place available well my fees through senior care consulting that directly benefits the individual and guess what their accountable expense during that spend down so i have a lot of people Say, well, Steve, those dollars, you know, X dollars, whatever the number is, those dollars are already marked and need to go towards care or for, for things that benefit my loved one. I might as well spend a little bit of that getting some expert advice. You can take this one off my plate so that I can find the best place available. And then as long as the long-term care community will will accept Medicaid when they get down to that trigger point of either 5000 or 2000 then uh, you know we've used those funds for very good, very good use. So if that makes sense, if that's resonating with you, or if you have more questions, you could always reach me at Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800. 
913-945-2800 or visit online at SeniorCareConsulting.com. And just like to wish everyone a wonderful Independence Day weekend and happy birthday, America. How about that? I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.